0: Took a little bit of a break, but we are back. I'm Rosie Vision, and welcome to episode 5 of the It Feels Like Magic podcast. A show where I experience 4 kids Winx for the very first time, and share my thoughts with you all. I've been a Winx fan a long time, but watching the 4Kids version is a completely different beast. It's been fun so far. Today we're looking over episodes 9 and 10 of season 1. Spelled and Magical Reality Check. Before we get into the episodes, I just want to let you know that there is now an official YouTube channel for the podcast. Episodes of the podcast will now be available there as well. Plus, I added playlists of all the 4 kids' wink songs and the episodes I've seen so far so that you can follow along if you'd like. And as always, I post video edits of episodes on my main channel, Rosie Vision, if you'd like to see those as well. So if you don't want to miss out on new podcast episodes, then please subscribe to the It Feels Like Magic channel and follow the podcast on whatever you're listening on currently. This is a project that I'm doing purely for fun, so having any amount of audience listen to me ramble about a 4Kids dub of all things means a lot to me, so thank you for tuning in. Let's go ahead and talk about the new episodes, shall we? Watch the dub the have some fun episode 9 spelled okay so as always I'm going to give a quick summary of the episode just to get you guys up to speed on what happens then I will go over things that I noticed so episode 9. Bloom continues to have dreams about Daphne, and Daphne is constantly telling her that she needs to find her. Bloom tries to search the library for info about Daphne, but a ton of books end up surrounding her and just overall causing a whole bunch of chaos, so Farragonda kind of shoes her out. And then later on, Stella upsets Musa about the whole Riven thing. If you don't quite remember, uh, Musa had a crush on Riven. But unfortunately, he's kind of been snatched away by Darcy, and she is pretty upset about it. Because of the whole thing, Stella upsets Musa so much that she ends up running off and crying. Musa goes to magics in order to try to make herself feel better, or just get alone with her thoughts, I guess. And in the process, she sees Darcy and Riven together. But Darcy is controlling Riven in order to work for her. However, Musa doesn't know this. While she spots the two together, Musa kind of gets into a scuffle with the Trix, which ends in the Trix calling all of their witch friends or minions, I guess, to go and chase after her. And Musa's in trouble, but luckily the Winks and Specialists are there to save her, but it doesn't come easy. And in the process, Bloom ends up unlocking her powers, which scares most of the witches away, but now the tricks know that she has the dragon flame. And that's pretty much everything that happens in this episode, so let's go over some stuff that I noticed, shall we? So first off, we actually have a rare occurrence here. I actually rather like the voice acting performances most of the time in this version of Winx Club, which is surprising because 4Kids isn't exactly known for stellar voice work, but I do think their actors have potential, and this series is a really good example of that. However, in the very beginning when Bloom is in her dream with Daphne, she says that she's ready. In order to meet Daphne and she says it in the most robotic voice in the world which was really funny and caught me off guard because normally we get a really good performance from her but not that time I guess I don't know what happened but it's kind of funny. It reminds me of a similar clip in the Sailor Moon Deke dub I think it is where Sailor Moon just sounds completely emotionless and like a robot when she discovers the true identity of Tuxedo Mask. It, it- Had similar vibes, so that was funny. Luckily, that's the only bad voice acting that I noticed for the most part. And then a quick change from the original that kind of shows up later. Flora and Stella see Bloom in her sleep during the stream, and she's constantly like going back and forth between being untransformed and transformed. And I don't remember exactly how they reacted to this originally, probably pretty freaked out but in this version, Flora says that this means that her powers are evolving. Put a pin in that because it will come back later. The next day... Understandably, Bloom is pretty shaken up and just wants to get to the bottom of things. So she's trying to talk it out with her friends, uh, mainly Tecna, since she knows what she's doing. But uh, something's up with Stella (laughs) in this episode. When Bloom and Tecna are trying to get to the bottom of things, Stella just announces BORING NEW TOPIC when Bloom says that the voice is the same as the one that led her out of the fire. What? How is that boring? That's pretty interesting to me, and I'd say pretty pressing, so confusing. But it doesn't stop there. No, no, sir. (laughs) Stella continues to say snooze when Techna explains how her psychic beetle works. And yeah, Stella is just not having it today. She goes off on Bloom, telling her how Bloom thinks that the universe revolves around her. Oh, I'm a cute earth fairy who can't control her powers. It's all about me, 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 me. And I'm always stealing the stage. Then, (laughs) when Bloom says these dreams are important, Stella retorts, important to you, you, you. Jeez, she is just brutal and kinda predicted the future of Lynx Club, sadly. But at this point in time, she is definitely taking things way too far. Bloom was well within her right to be worried about what's going on. And it continues, guys. It goes even further. Stella retorts how she's simply telling it how it is, and she's keeping it real. And much like the original, somehow Stella doesn't know what she did wrong. The fight between her and Bloom does feel a lot more valid now at this point in time, though. I remember it felt a little weird originally, but I think Bloom was well within her right to be upset with Stella in this case. Moving ahead a little bit, when Bloom goes to the library to try to figure out what's going on with Daphne, the whole situation with Farragonda is changed a little bit. Feels pretty suspicious. (laughs) Uh, She tells Bloom not to mention what happened to anyone, and she sees a book about the last witch coven, which is different from the original, by the way, and she says that dark forces are at work and to close the library because this book is not a part of their collection. I'm pretty sure originally she just didn't want Bloom to find out the truth for some weird reason. But now, there's evil forces at hand, planting mysterious books in their library. Which, I will admit, it felt more threatening in this version, but I'm not really sure why the change was made. But I guess it makes more sense, the more you know. And when we flashback to the girls, Stella is still being pretty darn rude. (laughs) She tells Flora that fashion sense would look good on her and then starts muttering, blah, 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 when Flora talks. What is with her? Jeez. And she calls this constructive criticism, in quotes. She then continues to grill everyone around her about their fashion sense, obviously, then rubs salt in the wound for Musa about Riven and Darcy. And she concludes with how Riven obviously likes Darcy way more than her. So Musa runs off crying. Yet again, Stella does not know what she did wrong. This is way more serious than in the original. Entertaining, but I hope she grows as a character in the future, because otherwise, why the heck are the Winks friends with her? My god. <laughs> but, apparently, I was wrong. Yet again, because 4Kids likes to add a little mini subplots into episodes, To sort of explain weird behavior, I guess. Sometimes, sometimes it's just for no reason. And then they kind of resolve that little mini-supplet by the end of it. It's sprinkled in here and there. And this happens in this episode as well. Because we find out, not long after that whole debacle, that a senior cast a mood swing spell on Stella. Because she was giving them unwarranted fashion advice. Huh. Not sure how I feel about that. It feels sort of like an unnecessary change to me, but at least she isn't really that mean and it's just a spell. And if they continue to characterize Stella in a good way, not perfect, you know, but a good overall light, then I guess it'll work out because I do feel like stella was a bit mean originally in the first few seasons obviously there's nothing wrong with that you can grow as a person but she did take things pretty far in the episode originally and i guess four kids's solution to this was the mood swing spell which you know it works it adds to the magical world and it makes it so that stella isn't completely mean for no reason So I guess I kind of take that back. I think it is a pretty cool addition. When Musa is obviously heartbroken after what happened, uh, something that I noticed and kind of took me out of it for a little bit was she was walking alone by herself in magics and started beatboxing to cheer herself up, I guess. And I do not even know that she was beatboxing at first because she was kicking a can and the sounds kind of blended in together with that. But if it's her four kids character, I guess. And I do understand doing things that you like when you're upset and need some cheering up, including music, so I guess that works. But I've never heard of someone beatboxing when they're sad before, so that's a new one. (laughs) When Musa gets the attention of Icy and Stormy later, there are some fun lines, I guess. (laughs) That's one way to describe them. For example, Icy says how Musa's daddy and her hip-hop palace guards aren't there to protect her, which was unintentionally hilarious. I don't think I will ever hear the term hip-hop guard, especially unironically, Ever again <laughs> and for kids as we all know and if you don't you do now uh, they like to change things in order to make uh shows more network friendly you can argue whether it was like something that they felt like they needed to do or that it was something that they felt pressure to do. But regardless, it's something that they are infamous for. And that means that we cannot have any death or violence in any sort of form whatsoever. So we get our first censor scene for the episode here. (laughs) Uh, Musa gets upset with Icy for basically just messing with her feelings when she's already feeling pretty down. And Musa slaps Icy originally, which was a very dramatic moment because we can understand why she did it, but it was still a wrong thing to do, regardless of who she was slapping or why. And I really liked that they had that because it was something that really showed that these are just... Regular people who have their limits and do things that are wrong sometimes. And that is completely erased because no violence <laughs> in Kids's book. So what they do instead is Musa puts a wart spell on Icy. And it's really not that great of an edit. I was laughing my head off when this happened. Uh, we'll come back, I believe, to more things that they censored later. But... Uh, moving towards the Winx and Specialists now and what they're up to, the Specialists decide that they're gonna help out the Winx go save Musa, and they take the, whatever the hovercraft is, I forget what it's called, but that, like, giant, giant machine. And Sky mentioned, so, well... The traffic is pretty bad, but we can take the hoverpool lane, guys. Which was another thing that was really hilarious to me. The fact that even in a magical world with all of these gadgets and just things we could not possibly even imagine, people still have to worry about traffic and carpooling. <laughs> Cutting back to Musa yet again, this episode's kind of all over the place. But she's running away from the witches and is scared and super upset. So she tries to confide in Riven and asks him to help her. And because he's under Darcy's influence and just in general is really upset with the Winx, uh, he decides, no, he's not going to help. So (laughs) four kids change this scene in a really strange way. Musa responds to this through tears, telling Riven that he's a two-faced player. And she didn't say it like that. (laughs) She said it in what can only be described as four kids hip-hop style. And that really wasn't necessary at all. Not only was it kind of weird, but it totally ruined the emotions of the moment. I could not take what she was saying seriously, because no real person would sound the way that she did when they're under that much emotional stress. No one. And it just felt really weird that that's the time that four kids decided, yeah, we need to hammer home the fact that this girl likes hip-hop when her world has been completely shattered and she's in physical danger. That's a great time. And uh, I disagree. It's... Hilarious, I guess, but it was totally unnecessary and it makes the scene feel more like it came from an abridged series than an actual family-friendly show. And I did say we'd get back to censoring. This is sort of a weird case, uh, you'll see what I mean. During the fight that the Winks and Specialists have against the Tricks, things get pretty serious in the original. I remember it's kind of similar to, I think it was the first finale for Sailor Moon, when all the Sailor Scouts are kind of dropping like flies, and it goes down between Beryl and just Sailor Moon herself, and I really liked that they did that in the original version. It really upped the stakes, and it made sense considering how many witches they were up against. But no, no, we cannot have people getting hurt in a fantasy or action series. That is wrong. So, how 4 kids decides to get around this, they can't edit out the whole thing like they normally do. So they kind of switch up the narrative a bit. So, Techno gets shocked by Stormy, and Timmy rushes to her side, clearly upset and worried for her safety. And the first thing he says in the 4Kids version is, She'll be okay. Just to assure the audience that she's not hurt, guys. I know you saw her get totally blasted by that witch, but she's just fine. Believe us. And then, when Flora gets knocked out, she is very clearly unconscious. So four kids decides to get around this by doing some off-screen stuff. So Bloom asks if Flora's okay, when she's clearly not. And Flora responds off-screen, I'm good. Just to make sure that we know that there is no harm that has ever befallen these girls who risk their lives every day in combat. (laughs) So yeah, hilarious censorship. I don't think they needed to go that far because in the end, they were fine. Yes, they were very badly injured, but they still lived and it's not like there was blood or anything. So this was totally overkill in my opinion, but it makes for a funny scene, at least, I guess. Remember when I said to put a pin on that whole thing about Bloom evolving her powers? Well, it's time to come back to that. So the Four kids version ties that little subplot into when Bloom gets mad because Musa is about to be crushed and she unleashes her powers, which completely scares off all the witches. And their explanation for this is that she evolved, <laughs> which I guess it makes more sense than the original. It just kind of happened. But I kind of liked that her... Uh, Magic was based off of emotions. It still sort of is here, but it feels like some of that, like, raw, just wild nature to her powers is taken away when they explain this aspect, but I guess it's personal preference on which one you prefer. Um, I'm not really upset by it, but I think I prefer the original. And after all this, when the day is saved and the girls are on their way back home... The spell on Stella is still going strong, but it gets broken. And then Stella starts immediately apologizing and complimenting everyone, which I thought was actually pretty darn sweet, because they totally leaned into her mean girl persona, like turned it up to 11 in this episode. Granted, it was because of a spell in this version, but still. So having Stella be really apologetic, and really worry about the feelings that she hurt was super cute and wholesome, and I felt like it packed a bit more of a punch than the original did since there was no spell originally. She was just kind of being a jerk. Not as bad, I think, as this episode, but at least in this episode, it wasn't her fault, technically. And I think that's about all that I have to note about this particular episode. It was quite a ride and had me busting my gut laughing on multiple occasions just due to strange choices that Fork has made, including some really unnecessary censorship. But that's why Forkas is, is kind of my guilty pleasure. Hello, future editing me here. Quick heads up, uh, I complained about how Flora and Stella didn't get a chance to shine in the exam for this episode, and I totally forgot that that happens not in this episode but in future episodes, so I guess just ignore that point then. I actually don't have too much to complain about in this episode, because that was one of my only complaints. Okay, I'm back to past me now. (laughs) Okay, now we're getting into episode 10, Magical Reality Check. So here's a quick synopsis to bring you guys up to speed. Not much happens in this episode, honestly. There's an upcoming exam for the Alfea fairies, and everyone's really worried about it, especially Bloom, since she's rather new to the magic world. And... I'm not sure when this happens because they shifted it in the four kids version, but at some point, Bloom and Sky go on a walk together, and although nothing happens, it's pretty clear that they both got the feelings for each other. Because this exam is coming up and happens in this magical reality simulation chamber, I guess you could call it, the Tricks decide to take advantage of this in order to ruin Bloom's exam and try to steal her power. I honestly cannot remember how the episode handled that in the original, but in this version, it seemed like they had her power, but lost it. I'll get into that more later, but I'm kind of confused. I don't think that happens originally, but uh, yeah, more confusion, I guess. Yay. (laughs) But that's pretty much all you need to know about this episode. So let's get into some notes about uh, things I noticed. So first off... When Bloom and Sky take their walk together and Bloom mentions the uh, simulation that she has to go through, Sky brings up how a girl disappeared in the chamber, which was a rumor. But still, 4Kids is so wish-washy, I swear. It's totally fine that a girl disappeared for seemingly forever, and I'm pretty sure one of the girls even asks if anyone's died in the simulation room before, but... In other instances, injury and death is a no-no. It's totally bad. So, yeah, I don't understand them, but that kind of makes it more entertaining. Riven spots the two together and reports back to Darcy in a hilarious way. I was not expecting it. Honestly, it's hilarious in the Cineloom version as well, just because of his delivery. But this one is funny for a completely different reason. (laughs) So Riven calls back in to Darcy, and his codename is Puppy Dog. And hers is Stiletto, which completely had me... Oh, I I can't even describe. I laughed so hard during this scene, even though it was probably meant to be completely played straight. But it is just a masterpiece of turning something so simple into something so funny. And the implications here, man. Yeah, 4Kids is really confusing sometimes. (laughs) Moving forward to when we get to test day, the 4Kids version kind of explains things a bit better when it comes to the simulation. I remember it was kind of confusing originally. They didn't really make it clear how much of the simulation was real and how much wasn't. I think maybe what happened is it was all supposed to be fake, but once the tricks started messing with it, Then it became real, at least what they were doing to Bloom. And Kiko, like, straight up dies (laughs) by being thrown into lava. But I guess since that part of the simulation was fake, he is okay. But yeah, it it was sort of confusing originally, but they cleared that up in this version. So now, like, it's still a simulation. But all the effects, like temperature and getting injured and that sort of stuff, is all very real. So this is serious. Not only that, but the test itself is also changed. You have to survive a dead planet with only potions and your wings. And originally there were two versions of the test. It was one, heal a damaged planet, or two, counter the effects of evil spells cast by witches. I'm not really sure how I feel about this change because I kinda liked how varied the test was originally, and not only that, but they skipped Flora and Stella and just went straight to Bloom. Stella did take the test after Bloom, but they completely cut that out in the 4Kids version. Not only that, but there's also now an emergency button. Basically, it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card, essentially, which you'd use in case of emergency, which realistically makes much more sense. The fact that you can get injured and things like that, you should probably have a backup plan. And even though, like I said, I think the simulation was meant to be completely fake originally, stuff can still happen. So I do like the addition of the button, but Bloom doesn't even try to freaking use it. I don't understand why introduce the button if she's not going to use it. All the girls were shouting at her through the screen to use it, and she never even once thought about it. So. That was a bit strange. The tricks, as previously mentioned, plan to ruin her test, so they show up through holograms, I guess, sort of, in order to ruin her test and also kind of gauge her powers or try to steal it. I don't know. It's a little bit confusing. So they're there, and one line that they mentioned that was kind of funny and also added to the world of uh, magics is that they're trying to threaten bloom and tell her how she's gonna be nothing after they're finished with her and their way of doing so is by saying how she's gonna have to work sorting teeth at the tooth fairy factory which was completely random but i like how they're adding into the universe so that was cool Another thing that 4Kids tries to make, make more sense is the whole Kiko thing. So I didn't mention this, but previously Bloom was trying to learn a protection spell, but she was having difficulty. And the time to use it has come because Kiko falls face first into a whole bunch of boiling lava and... This is all real, according to the 4Kids version, so we watch him get just incinerated, but right before it happens, she shouts out the protection spell, but she doesn't think that it works, so of course she's devastated. And to be fair, she actually lets out a really great scream that completely sells the emotions that she must be going through. But luckily, because she did the protection spell, he's okay. So although it's a little (laughs) weird how many hoops they had to go over in order to make this make more sense, I think they succeeded. I completely understand what was real, what wasn't, and why Kiko survived. It did feel... I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was younger, but it felt more dramatic with Kiko almost dying in the original. But um, maybe if I hadn't seen it before, then the effect would still be the same and I wouldn't be confused. So I guess that was a pretty good change. And I mentioned this before, but I am confused by the end. It seemed like the tricks had captured her power, the essence of it, but then they say that they lose it. And I know for a fact that is not what happens in the original. I even went back just to make sure. So I have no idea what's going on here, but I assume it'll be explained later. And yeah, that's episode 10. There were some changes that I think actually made the overall product better and like I said I do feel like the pacing was better in order to have more suspense and it just keeps on moving so that was cool but overall I don't really have any complaints for this episode it was really enjoyable got a few really good laughs out of me and it actually improved the source material in some ways so I'm good on them I guess. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for sticking around, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Next time we'll be going over episodes 11 and 12, Junior League and Miss Magics. I know 12 is a controversial one, but it's still a part of Wink's history so I don't plan on skipping it. Plus, I do remember some good things being explored, like the relationship between Murda and Lucy, for example. It'll be an interesting episode, for sure, but I hope you'll look forward to it anyways. Till next time, guys, and don't forget to keep a little magic in your life.